And this is Off the Beaten Path. Today's date is February 4th, 2024. It's been a full week of news and sound bites and news that is being passed off as real news, much of which I would call the fake news. Time to be vocals now. Silence is implied consent. Please visit the RBN website for great resource articles for provocative insight and share what you have learned with others. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. Our call-in number is 512-248-8252. I'm going to give you later on the show a new email, only because Steve's email, their prior one, is is full. Can you believe that? Um, I'm not going to extend it as far as the gigabytes. I'm just, I've got to go through it and delete and delete files and this and that. And uh, I've never had this happen before, but I've got a lot of emails. And uh, I'm not sure I'm even receiving any more. I can't send any more out. So I'm going to do some serious deleting this week and get back to the original email. But I will give you a substitute email to email me. I I made another one just to cover my butt on this one here. And I'll give you that later on in the show itself. Just going to give you a heads up on uh, the crazies. The crazies. Sam and I were just chuckling about this. I sent him a couple days ago. I got another voicemail from uh, Lunatic Dave in Massachusetts talks about, uh, you've heard about the Clinton body count, and now have you heard about the Republic Broadcasting Network's body count? I think that's a threat. I think it's a threat. So, David, if you're listening, there's an agency, a government agency here, uh, with three three letters that uh, will most likely be talking to you pretty soon here in the coming week. And I've already alerted my local authorities, and they said, no, not a problem. They understand the harassment. They've looked through all the voicemails and said, not a problem. This is actually a threat. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll forward this on. Not a problem. We'll, 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 sh- we'll shut this down in a heartbeat. And if not, he's going to be in some serious trouble. So, Dave, if you're listening, I know your little asshole's puckering right now. And I'm laughing because they're coming for you. They're coming for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're a fool. You made a fool of yourself. I played it, what, a week or two ago, one of the, the uh, voicemails you sent me, and, uh, well, there you go. Now you threaten me. What a stupid thing to do. You're not very smart, are you? No, you're not. All right, let's get on to what's going on in the world today. We've got a lot of news. You know, i got so much stuff on the agenda tonight. It's like being in the ER and something coming through the doors of the ER, and you're looking at it and saying, well, I better triage this stuff. I better triage it to to take and tackle the most important issues tonight. And there's so much coming in through the ER door right now. And I will uh, definitely triage it. And uh, where's that? Shut this down. Hold on. Because you can hear that little fan. I'm going to uh, triage it tonight and try to touch bases with the most important issues uh, tonight. And definitely open call lines, uh, 512-248-8252. Want to hear what you've got to say? Sunday night, we got a thunderstorm moving into my area. 
here in central Florida. And I'm praying, crossing my fingers, that it doesn't interrupt the broadcast whatsoever. If so, Sam will graciously dig into the archive and find something to fill the remaining time of the show. So we'll, we'll, we'll just cross our fingers and see what happens here. Let's, uh, something that came to my attention today. I, I like to do a little observation thing here once in a while. And I was, uh, I was at the Walmart the other day. I hate going to Walmart. It's a zoo. I walk in the Walmart. I'm getting my items. I've got everything sectioned out perfect so I can go in. Boom, 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 boom. Get it done. Get out of there. Because I hate the place. I totally hate Walmart. But I do want to save a little bit of money. So I put up with the lunacy there, the oddness of the people. A lot of the people who shop there, just some strange, strange people who go shop there. They come out of the hills, kind of like, like being on the set of Deliverance. You know, very few teeth and what teeth there are, there's a, it's capped or it's got a retainer on it. Uh, it's a very odd place. Walmart. That's why they come out with that book every year. People at Walmart. You can actually find this book online. The strange people that go to Walmart. Somebody actually walks around with a camera and takes pictures of them. And then they put a book out, make a lot of money on it. And it's, it can be entertaining, but it's also very scary. The kind of people that they, uh, they bring into their stores. But uh, I saw a woman that was, she looked very frustrated. She was in the cold and flu aisle, and I went by there to get some more hydrogen peroxide. I keep a lot of hydrogen peroxide on, on hand through this month, the next couple of months. And I saw her kind of frustrated, saying, well, I can't find it, honey. I can't find it. And she's talking to her little girl who's about nine years old. It turns out she is nine years old. And I said, well, hey, can I help you? I don't work here, but maybe I can help you. What are you guys looking for? And uh, she blew me away. She said, we're looking for shampoo for lice. I said, lice? She says, oh, it's a huge problem in the schools down here in Florida. Maybe it's elsewhere. I don't know, but it is down here. Very interesting. I said, you're serious. How long has this been going on? Oh, for the last couple of years, probably since COVID. But she said, yeah, you know, we're having a party, a sleepover party, my girl. My daughter's having a sleepover party. And we're going to make sure that all the girls get to shampoo their hair with a special anti-lice shampoo. Or if they have lice, it kills, I guess. And it was all sold out completely sold out. The shelf was gone. I said, well, there's got to be a solution, something to uh, to make your own, probably on the internet. I know I do my own stuff. I make this and make that, so I'm, I assume there's something there, and there is. Tea tree oil and a couple other things. You can make your own. And it's certainly much cheaper. I think she said $32 a bottle for the anti-lice or lice-killing shampoo. So I said, you can make it cheaper than So we talked for a little bit, and I just something that's just I never heard of, head lice in schools. I haven't heard about that since, oh, geez, maybe in the 1960s. There might have been a little problem with that for a while. But it was interesting. She kind of gave me the heads up of what's going on, that local schools were no longer screening students for head lice uh, because they didn't have parental consent. And so what they do, if they actually visibly see lice on some kid's head, they just pluck them out, and they said, okay, call a parent. You've got to come get your kid. Your kid's got head lice. But they don't physically inspect anybody. So the kid gets to go home and get this. The kid actually can return the next day. So how are you solving this problem of head lice, where head lice, you know, the lice itself, the, the little gnats, whatever they call them, they actually jump from head to head. They can jump quite a ways. And so what you have is the kid that's the infector, that as the head lice gets to go home, but comes back the next day, and his head lice is still there. It's not gone. It didn't eliminate 24 hours. And so he starts to spread the head lice off to the other children in the school, and then they go home. And, and it's, a, it's a repeating cycle all 
every day of the year if you don't stop it in its source. And uh, and so you just have kids continually getting headlights, getting rid of headlights, getting headlights, getting rid of headlights, getting headlights, and you never solve the problem. I guess the only problem you had you would solve it is uh, for the young boys, not a big deal. Shave the head or give them a burr haircut. So there's nothing for the the uh, the lice to actually hang on to and and lay their eggs in. Or they, we could have uh, kids all coming to school wearing helmets, or we could just give it all up together and just homeschool our kids. Uh, but you know the Nazis in the school system don't have a problem pushing the masks, don't have a problem pushing the vaccines, don't have a problem social distancing the children, screwing their heads up psychologically with all this nonsense. And uh, but they, they they don't worry care too much about the the lice problem that appears to be growing in uh, in numbers. Boy, it's coming down hard here now. Let's just hope I keep my electricity. Uh, so, you know, there's a there's a solution to the problem, but for again, they don't want to solve the problem. Evidently, it's uh, they want to let the kids go back to school, even though they have the headlights, because they say they don't want to interrupt their schooling and their education. But you really are. If kids are all coming out of school and back and forth, back and forth, you really have no continuity of education. And uh, so, I don't understand why they just can't. You know, nip this in the bud. It turns out that, you know, there's a kid. I mean, I've always associated head lice with that child, probably from a poor family, uh, very poor hygiene. Um, maybe they don't, can't afford shampoo. Maybe they can't afford soap. I don't Maybe they just jump in the shower and out, and that's their shower. But I've always associated with a child that is, uh, is not very cleanly, uh, does not practice cleanliness, uh, hygiene. And they're, they're the source of the head lice. So they bring it to school and pass it off to everybody else. So essentially you have uh, the Peanuts character, Pigpen, that comes to school with the head lice and, and gives it to all the kids. Uh, again, it's a nonsense thing uh, that we can't nip it in the bud. Um, like I said, the Nazis are okay with the, the education. Nazis are okay with mass vaccines and social distancing. But here's something you could solve and fix the problem, and they refuse to do so. But that's something I did not know. I'm, I'm certainly glad that I have no children in the public fool system today. I am glad. I mean, they push the indoctrination, the transgender issues. They push everything liberal. Um, but here, here you can solve a problem pretty fast, and they refuse to do so. So, like I said, it's a good thing I don't have kids in the in the public fool school system anymore. Thank God for that. I, I pity you, you people out there that have children that are in this system. Uh, but there is a solution, homeschool them, flat out. Homeschool them, I guarantee you they'll, they'll thank you for it later. Uh, you can find social programs and sports programs for your kids to, to interact with other kids. That's really important for kids to interact with other children. I understand that. But uh, also to get an education, and uh, they'll thank you for it later. Let's talk a little bit about the Texas border issue. Uh, it's been the, probably one of the number one hottest issue of the week, I would have to say that the Texas borders, still the invasion, it's lightened up a little bit. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott is doing a great job now. A little late, but never, I guess, you might say. Um, he's finally doing something here. The federal government, is Biden has come back and uh, told the federal agents to cut down the razor wire. And uh, by agreeing that, uh, well, uh, not agreeing, but uh, the Supreme Court saying that the federal government could cut down the razor wire, but it's funny that the Supreme Court did not, they actually left open some gray area on this topic here. They didn't say you couldn't put the wire back up once it was cut down. So we do have a situation that benefits 
Governor Greg Abbott that if you cut it down, we're just going to put it right back up. We're going to roll out the wire. We're just going to keep stringing it up, stringing it up, stringing it up. He has not put the barrier back in the uh, the river, the Rio Grande River, which I'm disappointed. Uh, I think you're definitely justified to do so. Signing Article 4, Section 4 of our Constitution to protect your citizenry, to protect your borders, to protect your, your state. Uh, again, Article 4, Section 4. And that's what uh, Governor Greg Abbott is abiding to, the Constitution, to protect his citizens. Nothing wrong with that. We've got fentanyl coming over the border. We've got sex trafficking coming over. We've got everything coming over. Crime, you name it, it's coming over the worst of the worst. And uh, six million, what, six million in the last three years under the Biden administration? Can you imagine that? Six million people that are in your country, you don't know what they want, what they're here to do. And they've scattered like ants in the ant pile. You kick an ant pile and they just scatter everywhere. We have no idea where they're going, where they are. And we worry about what? A terrorist attack? There may be a terrorist attack, we're told. You know, it's funny. We always see in the exercises, the, the war games, the, the exercise of a terrorist attack, a cyber attack, uh, a release of a virus. We're doing a simulation in case we ever have this happen. And it's funny that it always seems to happen. What a coincidence. The actual thing you're warned about actually takes place. And sometimes they're smart enough, the, the perpetrators, to organize the simulation of events to be at the time that you don't recognize what's real and what's not real. Kind of like 9-11. And we're being attacked. Oh, it's just a simulation. We're, we're doing war games here. Oh, my God, we really are. They always seem to work it that way. But uh, Governor Greg Abbott is, uh, is putting his foot down, and uh, he is fighting back. He's pushing it, uh, back against the feds. And I'm glad he is. I'm glad he is. And uh, I guess there's a move. Joe Biden's talked about it. He hasn't actually done it. Because what you have now is a situation of the feds versus the state. And uh, now this is serious stuff here. So Joe Biden's using his Abe Lincoln moment here to erase the state's rights and uh, do whatever hell, hell he wants to do. It's not going to work. Uh, state's rights all abide by, can abide, and they should abide by uh, the Constitution, Article 4, Section 4. So uh, the possibility that Joe Biden really wants a a conflict, a force against force, federals against the state, that's not a good look. You can't, uh, you can't ignore that. The mainstream media can't ignore that. They'll have to be down there to videotape it, and uh, it's going to make its way out. Thank God for the citizens pulling out their cell phones and videotaping this stuff and getting on the Internet. We all see the truth. Even if the mainstream media won't give you the truth, we'll find out the truth through the citizen journalist out there who will videotape it and send it out there to the net. So I don't think Biden wants this... Uh, he wants this optic, he wants this visual of states and federal fighting it out. I don't think he wants that. It looks bad on him. It points to the Constitution. It points to globalism. It points to a president that is purposely, purposefully allowing this invasion in order to benefit in some way, probably many ways, definitely with uh, allowing them to, uh, you know, the corporations to get cheap labor, and also, uh, sooner or later, make them citizens, give them emancipation here, make them citizens, and then give them voting rights, which would change the whole face of politics in that the Democrats would probably never lose an election. They'd win every single election that they're in. 
If you chase the change the face of America, you change America. You erase its identity, its language, its religion, its culture, its history. You erase all that stuff. And you bring in woke. And you bring in what you want it to be, the history you want it to be. And that's exactly what Joe Biden's trying to do here. But it is nice that uh, we have at least 25 governors out there, 25 governors that fully support Governor Greg Abbott in Texas here to uh, offer, send over National Guard, ignore the orders if they're federalized, the National Guard, and put them in place. And it'd be nice if the National Guard said, you know, we're not going to be federalized. I'm working for the state. I'm not working for the feds. I'm working for the state to protect my state. So ignore Biden's attempt to federalize the National Guard. You know, the same way that the Democrats in these uh, cities here, these sanctuary cities, ignored Donald Trump when he pointed out this was against federal immigration law and you cannot create a sanctuary city. We simply ignore Biden's demand to federalize our state National Guard. Again, citing Article 4, Section 4 of our Constitution. We will secure and maintain our borders. Now, again, like I said, 6 million people have already entered this country. We have no idea. I saw a video on Real America's Voice the other day of some arrogant illegal that came in. I can't tell you what country he was from. Definitely Middle East. He sat in Middle East. He said, you don't know who I am, but you're going to know who I am soon. So what does that mean? You don't know who I am, but you're going to know who I am soon. Is there a planned attack? Is there something coming terrorism-wise? Again, associated also with this simulation of terrorism. We were told that there was going to be a cyber attack on us. Already immediately pointing a finger to, to China on this one here. It's going to be a cyber attack. It's going to mess up everything. The financial sectors. It's going to mess up everything, even including you and I, just Americans itself. It's going to mess up everything, the cyber attack. So there's a, we're being told there's a possibility with 6 million in your country that there's going to be a terrorist attack. Well, let's just look at the numbers. Let's just look at the numbers. In a, a large, let's say a good-sized corporation, even let's just take an example of a hospital. In a hospital of a, of a thousand people, you might say that 10% of your employees might not be the best employees. They're just kind of bodies. They're there, but they're not really quality employees. If you use that 10% rule on the six million, that's 600,000. That's quite a Quite a, quite a few people that would be terrorists, 600,000 in your country of 6 million. It could happen. I don't know. But let's just say, okay, that's, that's quite a few. Let's, let's say maybe that's too much. Let's go half of that. Let's go 5%. So 300,000 people in this country who are here to do harm, who are to connect with other terrorist cell groups and carry out attack. Now, i got to remind you here, something that uh, disappeared off the radar long ago, maybe six months ago, that we should all acknowledge and remember because it happened. We're talking about 30 tons of ammonium nitrate that supposedly disappeared off a train. I think it was going from Fort Collins somewhere to California, and some somehow, some way, 30 tons of ammonium nitrate, which is a fertilizer bomb, disappeared off a train. Hmm, where do you think that is? Well, we never found it. FBI, look, we didn't find it. Did you really look hard? Did you really want to find it? Or is this going to be the fuel, the, this is going to be the powder keg of the terrorists that are in this country to start attacking this country, and maybe it's going to be used to delay or stop 
completely stop the 2024 election? Could you think of that? Hey, it definitely would, wouldn't it now? Either uh, we're attacked from inside our own borders here with the parts of this ammonium nitrate here, these, uh, this fertilizer bomb, maybe all throughout the country, maybe here and there, pockets. Or maybe it's going to be a virus on top of it. Maybe it's a disease X. See, we were told about disease X. Also, we were told something might happen or do a simulation on it. They did it at the World Economic Forum, another simulation for a new disease. They call it disease X. Very lethal. Very lethal. For some reason, the Chinese are still working on lethal viruses to kill people. I'm sure we are also. But again, these things that could actually possibly happen, uh, you know, they said, well, it, it, it's a small chance. No, I don't think it's a small chance. It's not a small chance. The election in 2024, Joe Biden cannot win it. He cannot win it. He cannot win it on based on on, on the economics alone. He cannot win it on economics, um, foreign policy, uh, wars in Ukraine, wars in Israel that we're tied to financially. Um, he can't win. Bidenomics is a disaster. Now, the next couple couple of weeks to probably maybe early March, we're going to start getting notifications from corporations that they lost a lot of money. They can't keep the manpower that they have. The money coming in is not what it used to be. Bidenomics is a disaster. We're going to have to let people go. So you're going to start seeing massive layoffs, and at some point you'll probably even see some businesses closing their doors or closing branches of their corporation. That's coming. That's coming. The financial collapse in Wall Street is also coming, which is purposeful and they want that. So they can roll out their digital currency. The digital currency that we don't want, we don't need, and that will be used. They're going to tell you it's going to be used for convenience. You won't have to pull out cash anymore. They always try to sell you their technology, their new technology as a convenience. But let me tell you, the digital currency will be rolled out and it will be controlling. It will control you. It will monitor your purchases. It will be used against you if you don't obey the law. If you don't get the shots, you don't get the vaccines, you don't get this or that. If it's not in your hands, it's not in your possession, it's not yours. It's under the control of the federal government. And the banks have been working side by side with the government, allowing the government, federal government, to peek in here and look in here and look in there, trying to find Trump, January 6th people, to prosecute, to look at their bank transactions, what they bought, where they were. So you can't count on the the banks saying, well, you know, this is not your money, the government. This is is, uh, Steve Elkins' money. And you're not entitled to put your hands on it. But that's exactly what's going to happen. Again, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. Ownership is nine-tenths of the law. This federal, this uh, digital currency will be a very, very bad thing. It will also lead to other tracking. It's going to lead us to the vaccine passports, the the, uh, surveillance passports, where you're going, chipping everything. If they haven't already chipped it already, I'm pretty sure they're doing the new driver's licenses. They're chipping those so they can always find out where you are also. Yeah. There's going to be a great, uh, a really need for buying the Faraday 
phone cases to protect the signal or make sure you can't be tracked or your wallet, Faraday wallet, uh, in the future because uh, of the tracking that's going to be going on. You think all these satellites going up from uh, Starlink, Elon Musk, you think these are all good things to, to give you faster speeds on your Internet and, and to give you better quality of, of computer? Do you think, you think that's what it's all about? I don't think so. No, I think most of what goes up in space is to be used against the people. Again, a technology that sells, they sell to the people as a convenience. These are all things you need. It'll make your life better. It'll improve your life. Are all turned around because they get in the hands of the evil person to be used against you. Not a good situation. Hey, we got some calls coming in. Let's, uh, let's take our first couple calls tonight. Mike in Kentucky, welcome to the show. Hey, before we might lose you with all that wonderful electrical stuff going on, um, I discovered, I don't know, a few years ago that my DSL modem operates on 12-volt DC. So I split the uh, wires coming out of the little wall, wall wart that has a LED light on it. Yeah. So when the power goes out, I can keep a car battery or a lawnmower, any kind of 12-volt battery, motorcycle battery, and I just split the little insulation wires. I pulled the wire out and made a little loop that would fit on the lead terminals. And uh, if you can tell, usually one side is marked with a white and one was marked with the, you know, it's black. You know, they're, yeah, they're yeah. positive and negative. So you can slip that on there. And your DSL, if you're using a t traditional telephone company DSL or uh -huh. any other kind of 12-volt DSL type modem, yeah. Uh, you have a power interruption. There's uh, what I thought used to be, and it sounds like a big building, a central office is not uh -huh. generally a huge thing. It's a fiberglass shack with a chain-link fence around it, and maybe within about two or three miles of where you're at. There's a whole floor of batteries that run that uh, telephone central office, and, of course, uh -huh. it's fiber optic now, most of them. Yeah. But in right. a lot of places, it's still the last mile or two of, Copper, 5,000 feet, uh, may still be copper in a lot of places, and it's still a 90-volt ring voltage and whatever the other voltages are there. on the, There's still a lot of plain old telephone systems out there, legacy. But you can, you can uh, rig up your own uninterruptible power supply, and if you're using a laptop, like uh, electricity. Electricity goes off, you're still right. good to go for several minutes, and if not days, you know, if you've got a big car battery and a solar cell yeah. yeah you can be without power for a week probably still go and there was a channel 10 down there uh on the west side of uh yeah yeah florida when those remember when george w bush got elected and there was uh two yeah. Yeah. hurricanes that crossed florida in a big x mm -hmm. all the counties mm -hmm. that voted for <laughs> it was kind of a weird coincidence but I think all the counties that voted for Bush all got hit by those two hurricanes. Yeah. One of them was outside <laughs> what of a coincidence. Of course, the Manatee, Tampa, <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay. There was a Channel 10 that operated for like a month on uh, low-power TV, so it didn't need a whole lot of electricity, you know, mm -hmm. probably 15 amps. <clears throat> yeah. But it, it, it was able to broadcast emergency messages. It was the only media that was operating in around Tampa because the rest of them got right. wiped out. Right. But anyway. So I, I would actually have to have a 12-volt 12, 12 battery for my modem and my computer. Well, you got a laptop, though, right, or not? Yeah, yeah, laptop. Well, the internal battery will run for 
couple hours. But that's true. Yeah, your charger. Look at what comes out of your charger. If it's twelve volt DC, then you can. Now you'll lose some electricity feeding back into your step down transformer, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you'll know that you've got it hooked up right. You know, unplug it. If the LED comes on, you know you got your your positive and negative voltage right. Or if you're savvy enough to use a multimeter, you can figure out which is positive and which is negative. Sure. Usually the yeah. center plug is your positive mm-hmm. and your outer is your ground or your shield. Right. And But they're usually marked. Most of the time, if it's a black wire, the white is the negative. I don't know why they do that because in mm-hmm. audio, you know, black is left <laughs> but and red is white or, or, or red is uh, what? Sure. Right or anyway, black is standard for for your left channel, so uh, or gray. I mean, you know, so it gets red or white is usually your your right channel. But anyway, so I don't know why they do that, but uh, you can see that on extension cords as well. You know, you have like a a little groove, and it'll be your negative. But anyway, just a tip I thought people might look into. Good idea. Get a, a tech sap tech savvy nephew or something can rig it up for you and then you just have to nah, I can do it myself. I'll do it myself. I'll do it. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Mike, thanks for the thanks. call. Appreciate that. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Have you been looking for a trusted, long-term, storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you.
Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Uh, leaving open some area there, some gray area, I guess. I'm not sure if it was accidental or uh, purposeful. Uh, not really sure. Not really sure. I can't really quite figure out the U.S. Supreme Court. I've always thought as the Supreme Court being kind of on the side of conservatism, but it's not. It appears to be more on the liberalism, and I'm very disappointed in, in Amy Comey Barrett, um, Brett Kavanaugh, um, Justice Roberts. Uh, just very disappointed that the conservatism belief, the myth, it does not exist. It's more of on leaning on the side of on liberalism, which benefits the Democrats. But I started thinking about this whole thing of uh, Biden reaching out to the Supreme Court on the razor wire and trying to find the decision that he wanted. And they gave him exactly what he wanted, but they did leave open some gray area. Like I said, cut down, you have the, the ability to cut down the razor wire, but it didn't say you can't put it back up. So Governor Greg Abbott uh, is doing that. If that's necessary to do, he will just simply restring the razor wire back up. And uh, again, Article 4, Section 4 of our Constitution gives him that right to do so. Now, this is paving the way. The U.S. Supreme Court is trying to pave the way for a new belief, a new belief set that the Supreme Court defines the law is supposed to define the law, not reinterpret the law. And that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to reinterpret the law to open it up forever, other avenues of, of benefit for the Democrat Party, no doubt about it. Their job is to define the law, not reinterpret the law. The meaning and the intent of the Constitution cannot be debated. It's a standing document, not a living document. It is a standing document. But the Supreme Court is, is trying to... Um, is trying to uh, go on that pathway to say that they have the ability to uh, basically nullify the Constitution. It's it's our word, and we've all decided this. Uh, but no, you you cannot debate. You cannot debate the meaning and the intent of the Constitution. You cannot do so. But they're trying to do that. That's uh, that's the new way. That's the new vision for the U.S. Supreme Court is to as uh, to control. And uh, making the big decisions and basically essentially nullifying the U.S. Constitution. That's what they're trying to do. 
Make it crystal clear. Crystal clear. Remember that movie? Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Art in Georgia. Welcome, Art. Hey, Steve. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, not doing too shabby. Just got done stuffing my face with some baked chicken and some steamed vegetables, so I'm in a happy mood. At least my stomach's happy anyway. A couple different things. Uh, First thing is I need to correct you on something. Okay. When talking about lice, lice cannot jump. They cannot jump because they do not have hind legs. Therefore, they cannot jump. This is a scientific fact. Okay, okay, okay. I heard different, so I'm going to research that because I heard they they kind of flip. They actually arch their bodies and they get a spring motion to jump. They don't have legs to jump. They actually arch and then then they kind of extend out and they flip. That's what I understand. Hmm, I've never heard of that. Yeah, if uh, they they kind of arch, uh, they get an arc, they turn like a little U, and then they flip out. And they actually jump and, and move that way. I'll look it up on the next break, but I believe that's what I learned, that they actually hmm. they can jump quite a distance with that method of, of arching themselves, and then they extend out and they flip. They jump out. Hmm. Well, that, that's a new one on me. I've not heard that one before. But uh, Well, if you, you, look, know, at, if you look at lice, lice and maggots are in the, kind of in the same category here. And I've seen that the maggots don't jump. The maggots kind of wiggle and crawl but uh the the lice itself i understand is a little bit more muscular and it, like i said it's able to arch itself and when it flips to extend out in length it actually gets a propulsion and flips across you know from one person to another that's why it's very contagious oh, that's why it's very contagious oh, it can jump from one t- i mean you gotta think about the kids what their deaths are what Three, three foot apart from each other, probably three foot. Anyway, at least I've never yeah. heard that. But um, okay, you, if just for information's sake, if you ever run into somebody that's uh, looking for something to kill lice, sergeants flee and ticks up for dogs will do the trick. Save okay. spending ridiculous amounts of money to get rid of something that is easily remedied. Yeah, okay, that's a good, that's a great idea because that's a great idea because I'm sure I'm sure that's uh, that's not going to be harmful to a human. To use a, a dog and no. flea tick shampoo, I'm sure it doesn't. Sure, good. I've, we've Very good idea. We had to use it on our. We've had to use it on our youngins when they came home with lice. So yeah. that's how we. That's how we learned about it. Um, that's anyway, good. good. Two other things. The sure. First, two other two. The two main reasons I called was okay. uh, the first one is this this border issue, and yeah. I've been putting this argument. I've been putting this argument forward to many many people, and okay. sometimes they just. It doesn't, you know, you're waiting for that light to go off, you know, that ding, Uh where they get it. But some people just don't seem to get it. You have the numbers from what I remember. I'm going off the top of my head here, so my numbers may be a little bit off. But if I remember correctly, 70% or an estimated 70% of the people coming across the border are military-aged men. Yes, exactly. Of these, of these... Some 60% are coming from uh, the uh, South Asian countries uh-huh. uh, and over in, over in those areas over there in China. Uh-huh. 
Yep. Um, and so you have to add, and, and they're coming over here and they're claiming asylum. Exactly. Well, yep. now here's where logic here's where logic should kick in for most people, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. When you leave your home country and you go to another country and you request asylum, right. you bring your family with you. You don't right. leave them behind. Exactly. Right. So seventy percent. You're going to tell me seventy percent of these men coming across the border of military-aged men right. don't have any families. Yeah, you know, I, I was going to mention that last no. week. I brought that attention to Mike Rivero. He and I were talking. I said, Mike, you know, I've noticed that these young men, 18, 22, 24, coming over, they're all, you know, of age to be to be uh, to be military militants. But you notice that there's no families with them, and that they're. I mean, typically, yeah, you would be a, you would be coming over with your entire family if you're seeking asylum for yourself. You'd be right. also seeking asylum for your family members. But here's the part I thought about, and I threw it to Mike, and he said, you know what, you might be onto something. I started thinking about the cartels, Art, and that the cartels, what they do. What's the possibility, Art, that the young men are allowed to come over to work in America, take these cheap jobs, these agriculture jobs, make the money, and that they have to send it back to the cartels because their family members have been kidnapped by the cartels you send the money over, and then after a certain point in time, we'll let another, let another one go over to the border and then cross into America. What's the possibility that the cartels may be possibly kidnapping family members of these uh, these illegals coming over and simply saying, send the money over, and if you don't, we'll kill them? You know, what, what's, the, what's the possibility well, of guess, that? I guess there is that possibility to some degree. But mm-hmm. when we're talking about seven, or I'm sorry, sixty percent of these, uh, of the seventy percent, sixty percent of these are coming from Southeast Asia, China, areas like that. I don't think the cartels are going over there, kidnapping people, and then making these threats. So now that brings me to my third point on this. Okay. There are only two reasons why a young man of military age. Leave his home and his country and his family to go to another country. There are only two reasons. One is if they're going to be stationed, and we're we're not talking about vacation or business trips or anything like that. One is if they're going to be stationed at a military base, like our soldiers who go to Germany or wherever, and they're assigned in a military base, say for example in Frankfurt, Germany. Well, we don't have any foreign military bases here in the United States, unless you want to count the uh, the uh, uh, the free trade zones. Uh, but uh, we don't have any foreign military bases over here, so that's not a that that's that's not happening. The only other reason would be if you're planning an invasion. Well, they're bringing these guys, they're letting these folks come in, and then they're telling them, "Well, join our military, and you can earn your citizenship." So what we're doing is we're giving military training to an invading force i'll let you make of that what you want to make of it i'm sure the bells are going ding 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 because i'm sure you got a little bit more of a clue than most people i talk to well you know i mean we admit like i said earlier biden cannot win in 2024 without something to delay or stop the elections altogether either this is going to be a disease or we're going to get involved in a war uh you know market crash um there's, there's numerous things they could throw out there to halt and stop 
cancel the 2024 election because this guy can't win. Right. He can't win. No he cannot way. win on his own. He's got, they got to find some way to delay it. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, James O'Keefe from the uh, O'Keefe Media Group, who was part of Project Veritas, had a big uh, a big oh, night yeah. a couple nights ago. Evidently undercover, went in and he found somebody from the Biden administration, sat down, got him a little liquored up. The guy was a homosexual. He played into the guy's uh, homosexuality, thought he was going to get picked up. And uh, loose lips sink ships. It turns out they know how bad Biden is doing, and they're trying to find a solution to Biden and also to get rid of Kamala Harris because she's not electable right. also. Uh, so uh, so James O'Keefe did did some great work this last week. I'm very proud of, of him and his, his warriors, his, uh, his guerrilla yeah. journalists uh, out there. But uh, So that's a good thing for us. Yeah, I really like James O'Keefe. And the third thing I called about was, you made mention of it a little while ago, and that's the CBDC. Yeah. Now, I, me personally, you know, this whole argument about it's going to be convenient because you won't have to worry about cash. Well, I yep. like cash because cash gives you a level of anonymity because, yep. well, Uncle Sam, you don't need to know what I'm buying when I go that's to right. Tractor Supply. None that's of your right. darn business. Okay. What I buy is my money. I will spend right. it on what I want to spend it on. If I want to spend it on a whore, that's my choice. If that's I want right. to go buy ammo, that's my choice. If yeah. I want to give it to a bum on the street, that's my choice. Yeah. But CBDC, and here is where you Christians out there better pay attention. Mark of the beast. You shall not be able to buy nor sell, nor trade, nor do business, lest ye take the mark. I've been telling people this ever since they've been coming out with debit cards and chips in the cards and all this chips in your passport and all this other crap. I've been telling people this for well over 20 darn years. I'm sick and tired of repeating myself. It is time to say hell no. Thanks. Steve. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. 100% agree. 100%. 100%. I, I don't know, Art, um, why people, uh, the tolerance. I, I, I'm not a very tolerant person. Actually, I, I talked to a couple elderly women this week. I'm probably going to speak at their church, and uh, they're very upset about what's happened to America. And I, I, I guess I talked to the right people this weekend. And I said, you know, where we are today, the problems that we have in this country today, it all comes from one little word that begins with a T, and that's tolerance. And uh, what is tolerance? Well, tolerance is putting up something that you typically wouldn't put up with. You're just putting up with it. You're going along with it. You don't want to make waves. You don't want to upset people. So you'll be tolerant of something that you don't agree with. And that's where we got to, this country got into the shape it's in right now. Oh, because of that one word, tolerance. We were told to be tolerant of other people, other choices. And that's a very smart move that they did target the, the churches. The churches were easy. You target them, and if they don't go along with tolerance, you simply label them. Homophobes, bigots, racists, whatever you want to do, nobody wants a label. So they were very smart in doing that. But if you tolerate this... Then something else on part, another part of the agenda 
is tacked on and something else is tacked on and you have to be tolerant of this and tolerant of this and tolerant of this. It never ends. It never ends. The tolerance thing got you in this trouble. And now we're saying, oh, now can, how can we stop this? Well, it's, uh, it's being a little bit bold. It's telling people, I don't care if what I say offends you or not. I don't care. And that's where I am. I, I don't care. If what I say offends somebody, and I'm not tolerant of what they're pushing, tough. Be offended. Try to, try to sack me with a label. I don't care. Because I said earlier in the beginning of the show, time to be vocal is now. Silence is implied consent that you're going to go along with something you don't agree with. If anything, we need to increase our intolerance, not increase tolerance, increase our intolerance, and not accept what they're selling anymore. Push back. Push back. Arch, you get the last word. Oh, we dropped? Oh, okay. I did that whole rant, and I didn't expe- I expected it to come back. Okay, not a problem. All right, let's talk about... Um, Phone lines are open, 512-248-8252. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, Jordanian. Uh, our military base in Jordan, three dead, three young servicemen dead. And uh, we really shouldn't have a base there. I think we have 3,000 30, 30, or 3,500 U.S. soldiers in Jordan. I have no idea what we're doing there. Actually, as I say that, I bought a lot of military bases, four military bases. Why are we there? Why are we there? Well, we just want to impose our will and... We're, we're telling everybody, we're telling the world that we're there to stabilize the world, but all we do is make the world more unstable. That's basically what we do. And uh, so the pr- question I had the other day, I was getting all these, these texts to me, you know, U.S. missile strike on Syria and Iraq. U.S. missile strike on Syria and Iraq. Now, we, we're told that uh, Joe Biden would retaliate. They wouldn't give me any details. Oh, yes, the United States will retaliate for these three deaths of a drone strike. That killed three U.S. servicemen. Uh, but the first thing that came to mind was they quickly blamed somebody else. They blamed Iran. Hezbollah, Hamas, they quickly blamed Iran. They're the sponsor, state sponsor of terrorism in the world. They're, the, they're evil. But had you really done the investigation, had you done your homework yet to verify before you strike out and blame somebody of, of something like this? Have you really done the work? No. Immediately you came to the conclusion, and the media, mainstream media, took this conclusion that who did it? It was Iran. You should, that should be a clue right there when somebody immediately comes back and says, we know who did it, it was these guys. Immediately coming back and telling you who the perpetrator was that you should have known. Well, you, you haven't had the time to, to really do the investigation yet. How do you know that? Oh, we're going on gut feelings now, right? I have a feeling, a gut feeling, a belief that they were behind it all because they're the state sponsor of terrorism in the world. Everything's evil that uh, is is Iran. So the the question is, with this U.S. strike, this retaliation, it did not happen on Iran. You blame Iran, but then you strike Syria. You strike Iraq. And I can't find anybody who's telling me, why did we strike Syria and why did we strike Iraq? Well, maybe some cells from Iran that were there, you know, carrying out the attacks. 
of course, because maybe these two countries here are uh, easy to push over, easy to bully. Let's not forget that Iraq, we, uh, we took over that through the Gulf War and after and built a billion-dollar embassy there, so we, we pretty much control Iraq. There are soldiers still there. But they're an easy pushover to show the world that the United States is strong and that, that Biden is a strong president, resident president. And that's what it's all about. It's showing, your, it's showing the world and showing your, your, your enemies, look, we can do this to you. So they pick on small little countries, countries they know they can bully and beat up on. They're not willing to go after Iran. Many reasons why they won't go after Iran, because Iran had to defend itself. And Iran is also supported by Russia's Vladimir Putin. You can't strike Iran without getting tangled up with Putin and Russia. They cut a major deal on oil, Iran did with Putin. Putin is going to watch after Iran, his assets there, his mineral rights, his oil rights, everything. Even going to sell him weapons if you need them. Because he understands the West. He understands what's going on. This hegemony, this U.S. hegemony that wants to control the entire world. Why do we have 800 military, military bases around the globe? Why do we have 800 military bases around the globe? To control. To control economies control governments to put in uh, puppet leaders who will give the United States what they want. Striking advantage, if you want to strike somebody, you're in a different country, easy to strike that country rather than send missiles thousands of miles away, you're next door. We can get you from here. It's about control. Controlling people, governments, and economies, no doubt about it. 512-248-8252. When we get back here, I guess well, we're not going to break for a little bit. Uh, I'm going to start into this. It upset me last week. I was very, very hot, hot and heated uh, over this, this next topic here. I despise evil people. I despise liars. And uh, at this level, I mean, there's a little white lie, and there's a fib, and there's bold lies. And when bold lies are so damaging and they're taking down people, destroying lives and destroying careers. You can't get any worse than that. It's just pure evil. And when I'm talking about pure evil, I'm talking about E. Jean Carroll. This woman's a lunatic. She's a psychopath. Rewarded by a corrupt judge in a runaway paid-off jury, $83.3 million on a defamation lawsuit. Her second one against Donald Trump. First one being rape. She couldn't remember where she was raped. It was a department store. It was in a dressing room. I can't remember the day. I can't remember the year. I have no witnesses. Does this sound like this? Um, the same woman that took down, tried to take down Brett Kavanaugh, Blassie Ford? Does this sound like the same situation? That was the pilot to see if we can make this thing work, if we can take somebody down. Uh, 36 years ago, Blassie Ford here. This Brett Kavanaugh took me up to his room in a dorm in college 36 years ago, forcibly held me down and touched me. 
I was drinking. I was 15 years old at the time. Do you have any witnesses witnesses to this this incident? Any? No. Did you tell anybody? Well, I'm telling you now. 36 years later. And it's the timing of it. He wants to become a Supreme Court justice. He's up for nomination, confirmation. I'm now going to come out with this 36 years later and tell you this man tried to rape me. Same situation with E. Jean Carroll. I think what I find amazing is that the jury itself must have been told to make this one sting. Beyond the $24 million that she was asking for, they went way beyond that and totaled $83.3 million, a judgment, a, a reward to give E. Jean Carroll. We got more to say on this subject here. I guess this one got me burned up last week. That's why I was in such a bad mood through the week. I just can't stand criminals and lying criminals that, that ruin your life. Second hour coming up. Stay tuned. Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 